in the past, because this change, things get inconsistent. And I think that consistency is actually going to stand out above everything else as well. It's going to show that you can keep going forward or even if you're not going forward, but keep delivering on and showing up no matter what you face people will stick to you because they see that you're someone I can keep following on this journey and feel safe. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Thought Leaders Business Lab for 2021. I hope you had a lovely rest and relax over the Christmas holiday season and that you're back and ready and raring to go into a new year. Today I am chatting with a good friend of mine, Kiri Marie Moore. Now in this episode, it is a little bit different. It's not usual kind of interview. Um, Like I said, Kiri Marie is a good friend of mine. Uh, I interviewed her back on episode 178. So if you want to go back and hear more about what she does and have a good intro into what she does, definitely go back and listen to that episode because we don't dive into that today. This episode, we dive straight into a conversation. Uh, It's a conversation that we'd personally been having over the last four or six weeks or so in private over coffee, chatting about 2020, how that played out in our business and how we're preparing for 2021. So today's episode is more an insight into our personal conversation on what we're doing in our business and what we see as the challenges and the opportunities moving forward into 2021. So let's roll the tape. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Kerry Marie. It's great to have you here. Great to be here, Sam. That was very short and sharp, wasn't it? It was like, it I'm was. right we're here for business. <laughs> I know. That's that's just how we roll though, right? Short, Absolutely. sharp. Or at least you're short. Ha ha. That's a I'm really sharp. great start. Oh my goodness. <laughs> let's Great start. My goodness, you crack me up. (laughs) Not, not maybe short in size, but smart, sharp in brain. There you go. Oh, I thought you were about to dig another hole there. And I was like, oh, really? No way. (laughs) This is going to be a fun conversation. Happy New Year, by the way. And to you as well. I'm looking forward to recording this conversation because over the last few, actually, probably over the last six weeks, eight weeks even, we've been talking about 2021 and what we think it's going to look like and um, having some conversations around, you know, where we think and we and we're only it's all predictions, right? No one knows what's going to happen this year. But we do have, um, you know, data to back up a little bit of, of what's happening. But, you know, we've been talking about what 2021 could look like for us as leaders, for business owners. And I think it started because there were so many people saying, oh, I'm so glad to leave 2020 behind. Let's start there because yeah. 2020 was a crazy year. How, mm. how was it for you? I'd love to know how was it personally for you? Yeah, so for me personally, 
2020 was the year where I worked really hard like I've never worked before in my life. Seriously, it was we we had just come off a live event and you could just see things happening across the world and you were like okay, maybe we should be bringing it in-house and doing everything online. And if we're to do that, we need to be one of the first to do it and to do it really well so that our clients could see that this was going to be okay, even though the world was changing. And I think in that way, and, and particularly in the field of leadership for me, it was it was such a time a year where lots and lots of leaders were giving out giving out myself included mm. in that so you were giving from what it began as a very full tank at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year to okay how do i keep refueling this throughout the year and then going by the end of the year guess what that tank's pretty empty mm. and it was because i had given everything that I had in me to to make sure that we had shifted well through the changes as a you know as a person that runs a couple of companies and making sure each really did well in the in the change of that the shift of that and then also with clients to make sure that they were doing well and so you were giving out giving out and putting a lot of having to restructure a lot even though at times that had worked really well, knowing that honestly going forward that wouldn't work well. And in some ways because of that, it meant then that some of the things that maybe you could have procrastinated over the times in the past because you get away with it Mm -hmm. or you go, one day I'm going to do that because I know that'll be better to do it that way. It became priority. You had no choice. Mm And it all needed to be done at once. And that was a, a huge challenge. And, and one of the other things that I found personally really challenging about the year was I lost beautiful loved ones throughout the time. Mm. And, you know, there wasn't much warning with any one of them, to be honest, but a couple of them in, in particular, actually four of them in particular, they were ones that in times gone past, I would have jumped on a plane. I would have been there, supported loved ones, been a part of that grieving, uh, you know, process. grieving sort of process. And it was like, how do you do that from afar in your own in your own space while giving out continuously every day? And the other thing, I had Zoom fatigue like you wouldn't believe mm. it. Being an introvert, it was like you had to be on in the place of, uh, you know, in the face of other people all the time. Mm. And I found that exhausting. Yeah, I would 100% agree with you. It was a a super fast-paced year. And I know a lot of people have talked about the slowdown and, you know, we had time to think. But personally, I know that I didn't and I know that you and I have talked about this at depth neither of us did have that slow down time because it felt like it was the opposite to me it felt like everything sped up because we were constantly and you know as leaders making decisions on a at, you know in those early the early part of 2020 yeah. we're making decisions in you Non-stop. know minutes hours that normally we would make maybe in a couple of days before so it felt like everything was sped up exponentially how did you find that in what you were doing? 
I think that uh, a couple of different things. One, I found it exciting to realize how quickly I could think on my feet. Yeah. So I know that in, in March and, and April, I was absolutely ecstatic that we'd managed to pull off what we did. Like you, we actually had mm. our live event and actually the same days that you guys were meant to be in the US. So, yeah. and not that that was planned and I didn't even know it at the time, sort of mm. until we were, we were having coffee, realizing that our live event was booked for that same weekend. And that was only what, four or five days before we, we really realized, oh, we're not going to be able to go anywhere. People aren't going to be able to get on planes. And what was crazy about that time, it was it was only a few days before the borders shut. So we didn't have any leadership decisions from a, a country level to fall back on, mm. which I found even more difficult. I remember one, you going through that process. Yeah, because it's one thing to say, uh, oh, well, you can't come because the borders are shut. It's a whole nother thing to think, wow, do I ring all my clients and tell them I'm going to cancel the, the venue? that, yeah. you know, they have to cancel their flights and accommodation. And, you know, I knew that that people were booked and ready to come. And, you know, some of them were coming within a couple of days. And I found those decisions really difficult to make because I felt very alone in making those because yeah. it was so early in the piece. But how about you? Because I know you were just about to get on a plane to go yeah. to the US. And I think in some ways I was just thinking about that, actually, as you are speaking on it. And I was like, well, in some ways – it became an easy decision in the end because I, you know, we had vulnerable person in our house. Well, there are a couple of them, the, mm -hmm. myself with conditions through my body. It was like the last thing I wanted was to get COVID and then I got COVID. Uh, and then um, <laughs> and then my son, because, you know, if anything, I'll do anything to keep him away from this dreaded thing. For anyone that's had it, that's had it like I have, you know, it's a dreaded thing. It mm. is horrible. Mm. And I, so in some ways it was an easy decision to go, you know what, this is not about clients even. This is not about any team. It's not about anything except this is a personal decision that uh, my family have to come first. And I really said that because my husband and I are the partnership in that company it's, I, you know, I was very clear with him saying, I really think that there's no point putting our family at risk. Mm. And then I'm not leaving my family here, getting stuck over there mm. in lockdown and not being able to come back into the country to mm. my kids. Mm. Like that would have been terrifying for me mm. as a mama bear. Mm. And so, so in some ways it became a personal decision which made it easy. And then I, you know, and this is kind of a filter that I use a lot in, in how I think, but it was also a decision where we need to make it comfortable for our clients to, because if it does go in total lockdown, they are going to be wanting and asking us, how do we do this? What does that mm -hmm, look like? Mm -hmm. So let's be the first to do it in a way that looks successful, can be successful and gives them the opportunity to see how they can do it themselves. And mm. so that kind of became an easy filter for me. And then of course, it, I mean, it was such a good decision because at that time flights were being, you know, messed up. Mm. And, and here was the other thing on the client side of it. I knew that if we booked it and then they had to cancel things because they couldn't come or accommodation or then it put people in tricky situations because if they had someone vulnerable and they go, but I don't want to miss out. And so I just felt like it was going to be the easy option. Mm, more inclusive. 
Yeah. And yeah. to me, that was way more important than, oh, but we usually do a face-to-face -face event and we need to get it in. And, and I think that's where we've got to start looking at different ways of thinking. And a hundred percent, that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you because that's exactly, you know, what you were saying there about making that decision. I actually found it a lot harder than you yeah. to make that decision because my, my initial thoughts is I don't want to let people down. My secondary thought was exactly the same as yours. And we hadn't mm. even spoken at this time because we were both in, you know, behind closed doors, just thinking about mm. our clients and making things happen. But my secondary thought was the same as yours. Hang on a minute. Think about the clients. They're going to be disappointed at first, but how can we help them to realize things are changing and this is an alternative way of doing things. Yes. And I think that that is kind of the foundation for this conversation because I believe, and I definitely want you to speak more into this, I believe that there is, you know, when people say, oh, you know, go back to normal, there is no, that what they're referring to is how it used to be. And I don't believe it's ever going to be that. It, we're mm. never going back to what it used to be. Do we want it to anyway? I mean, that, that I don't think question. so. Yeah, no. absolutely. I have um, to say, I would mind, wouldn't mind it going back to being able to jump on a plane. I was going to say, I want to travel. Or, although, although. or no masks or, you know, there's some things I wouldn't mind it going back although to. Although I have done a flight and I didn't like it. I didn't like, uh, I didn't oh. like everyone in, uh, you know, being close to me and like, I didn't like everyone in masks. Ah, so I didn't, it wasn't the flying, it was the no, 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 it fact was the, that. Yeah, it was the fact that it was different and, and I know that we have to embrace that. I just choose that I probably don't want to do it again for a little bit. <laughs> I didn't like the cues at the other end and the questions wow. about where I'd been and what I was doing. I feel like we're under a microscope, which... Ah, oh, so yeah. much so. Yeah, definitely. But let, let's, you know, what's your thoughts mm. on um, on those changes and how you're going to take I guess the learnings of what you've done in your business in 2020 into 2021 yeah so uh, and you know for me I'm I'm putting together at the moment a white paper and the white paper is on what I call the need for a new approach to leadership and uh and I think that this is what we need to do is go, yes, this is how we used to do it. This is what it looked like, whether in business, whether in a coaching situation, in an organization, in leadership, whatever it is, right, that we go, this is how we have done it. And knowing that there are some certain, because there is some certain variables mm -hmm. that will come into play right now, and we know what those are. You know, and knowing that they're going to be there, how will I take some of those things that have worked for us and how will I leave behind some of that and what will it look like going forward? And I think we have to start asking different questions. We need to start looking through different lenses and we need to think about uh, playing not just as individuals, and I have to say, isolation has meant that a lot of people have gone way more into being back as an individual. What do I need? How do I do this? Mm. And then go back into what I would say more a collective or collaborative environment and go, how can we join our forces together? How can we make this work for us even better? How can we be and increasing what we're meant to in the growth that we need, but that growth now impacts in a better and more positive way in, in everything that we can go forward. Because I think this is what uh, some amazing learnings we can take from 2020. 
One is isolation is not fun. In fact, Mm -hmm. that actually brings devastation into everyone's world. Mm -hmm. Collaboration is brilliant. It not only means that you can bring your genius, others can bring your genius and the impact can be more. And then things like, well, okay, if we've got rid of the isolation and we leave that behind, And we start thinking, how do we be more effective in the way that we can do it? Because we've learned now that maybe some of the ways we were doing it before were not necessarily cost effective. It might have been the way to do it because everyone was doing it that way. But actually, we've now found sometimes being online means we're more effective. We're in our homes more often. We can then spend more time with the loved ones or doing other things that we love doing. How can we take that into what we're doing going forward? So being a little wiser and maybe decisions uh, we make because decisions that we make are affecting not just me, but others in my world and then across Mm. the globe and so I think that we need to start using lenses to to make better decisions in that way I also think that one of the things that 2020 taught us was uh, just because that was our norm doesn't mean we have to take that into our norm now Mm. and if if that was kind of our norm what what we have to then go well what can our can our pathway look like going forward? And I think one of the things that's tricky for a lot of people is the fact that a pathway forward means that it feels like this uncertainty. I love thinking in the future. I love predicting things. I love go analyzing where we are now, but then going, oh, I think we need to go this way or whatever. I, I don't think, here's the thing that I think you can have certainty about. If you have a vision, and it's a core vision that you're strong about, you can be absolutely certain that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Now, the pathway to get to that vision or have that vision happening might need to shift a little. And so it's as long as you've got the vision as really strong, then there is certainty of where you want to head in the future and mm-hmm. how you do that. Now, there's things like speed and capacity that will change whether that's because sometimes you don't have the capacity, sometimes the environment creates moments that changes that capacity, right? And then so then that affects the speed in which you can deliver or or that you need to get it all happening. And so sometimes it's it's things like that. So there's definite certainty, certainty pieces in the pathway ahead that I think we can absolutely rely on. And that's in our control. So what is in your control? What are those things that, you know, you can be maybe getting infrastructure of your business together in a way that's going to be more effective, not just for you, but for others who come into your pathway and be more effective in that infrastructure that then helps for you to be able to scale in a much faster way as well. Mm. Or who do you have just in your handful of people that are your connections that you're not even really building a relationship with, that you haven't reached out and gone, hey, Sam, how can we collaborate? How can Mm -hmm. we work together so that we can be more effective in the work that we both do? You know, there are things in your control that I think this is the time to, you you know, really utilize these Mm -hmm. and those become the certain things 
in your uncertain pathway forward. Absolutely. Having a clear vision is 100%. The number one thing I think that any business owner needs, because if we don't know where we're going, then we can't create that pathway. And yes, the path will change, but that doesn't really matter because no. you, you can just take a different route to get to the end to the end result um and so talking about the you mentioned the infrastructure and you know the the lenses that we can use to to get us from point a to where that vision Mm -hmm. is can you give us some ideas of some of the um the questions and also the areas that you look at in your business to help you create that pathway yeah so of course important area if you've got a vision what are the pillars that are going to hold that vision up? What are the things that are going to be the the absolute touch points of which clients, so we're thinking yourself and clients are going to go along a pathway with you, right? And I, I always believe that there's four pillars that will hold your core vision. And these are always the, the pathways in which, so if I use my company, Decision Velocity Global, as an example, for my vision, the core vision to be held up, there are four pillars. There's disruption, there's innovation, there's collaboration, and then there's contribution. Mm-hmm. So everything, every touch point along the way is, and if you were a client coming in as part of it or partnership in with it, we always go along that journey makes it very clear it really helps with your yeses or your nos Mm -hmm. and so there's different things along that kind of help in uh in just bringing that core vision happening there are things like from that you know we now know that we want to have disruption which is disrupting patterns so it's knowing your pattern of what has got you to where you are now to where you want to be so I always say let's close that gap from problem to solution right and so disruption is looking at the patterns of what are the patterns of these problems that we're seeing or you're seeing that's not getting you that your vision happening and what is the solution if we were to have a solution or some solutions or where is it you want to be in other words your starting point where you want to be and then how do we now narrow that gap from where you are to where you want to be Mm. right and so to do that though there is some important things to look at so if you think of disruption then there's the speed of the decision so are you making decisions do you even know what ones to make to to actually go from where you are your starting point along that pathway to bringing the solution at the table and so having this the way that you make decisions the way that decisions are affecting the culture that you're building within your business the way clients come in these are really important things and then if we move along and we go how else do we make this happen if the pillar is innovation we then need to look at the solutions are these actually solutions that maybe your clients are wanting to you know actually need Mm-hmm. They might not, they might not realize, or it might not be the thing that you go, I'm so excited. I want to teach about this, but it might actually be the first doorway into your world. That is really important. So I'm going to give you an example mm-hmm. in decision velocity global. One of the tricky pieces was I am so good at 
big vision, now vision, strategies, all those things. And so at the time when I was, you know, just building this out, I had to really look at going, that's great. But what is it that people outside of my world need to come into my world? And I realized that the best way that I could create something, and it's something I'm building everything on at the moment as my ecosystem, and that is around collaboration, right? That there is not great examples of, I don't believe, and I'm so asking everyone, do you know of a place or a company or things that they really, really show great examples of collaboration Mm -hmm, or how mm -hmm. to collaborate. And I realized one of the things that I can do is show that example. So how would I do that? And that was the question I asked, right? It was a lens I used. If I was to be able to, uh, you know, have a first touch point showing the example of the power of collaborations in my company, what would that need to look like? And I realized I could build that out by having partnerships and showing a framework and a model that really represents how partnerships is a great example of how collaboration is so powerful. Mm, mm. And so I built three different ways in which you can come in on (laughs) I was like, what was that? It come into partnerships, right? So one was through joint ventures, Two was through collaborative partnerships and three was through investing in equity partnerships. So, you know, and it made it really clear for anyone that was on the outside, oh, I could come in those doors. Now there's so many different layers we can go and and head down many rabbit holes depending who it is. Mm. Uh, But, you know, it was a great starting point. And I think that's one of the things that is really important. If you've got a vision how how's the first touch point going to be affecting what is actually needed out there and I know we always talk about that in the coaching industry around you know know what the problem is that your client you know all that sort of Mm -hmm. side of it Mm -hmm. but reality is that there are some some absolute certain needs that people think they need even if they don't need it or that's what they think they need you know like it's all that kind of thing right and part of that is they want more dollars at the table so they want growth they want freedom so they want the space to be able to design what they need or want or whatever right Mm -hmm. and what would the third one be so dollars freedom and maybe it's No, so here's the interesting thing. I think it's skills, like it's some show me how to do this so that I can now go get 10 clients or Mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm. like that kind of thing, right? So it's some actual specific thing. Now, I could do something like that, but you know me and that sounded awfully boring. Mm-hmm. I can help you get your next 10 clients by doing this. Or yeah, like, so not what you're about. Right? So I had to come up with, even though I'm way bigger at this thinking of this and and I can go down lots of rabbit holes with you, I actually need to go back to the original, which is what would it be that someone who might come into my world who is possibly an ideal client what would be something they're looking for? And I think that's really important with vision, uh, making sure a vision happens. And the other things that are really important is who are the team that you have? I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm really strong on building a core team. Mm-hmm. I'm less strong on building out on a huge team. Mm-hmm. And yet I know some people love that. And mm-hmm. 
I've just, I've, I've had many conversations around a lot of amazing global leaders who have done the route of the big team and then come right back into the core team. And from, from just the research that I've done, I found that most have, it's, it's built out on this, this core team. And uh, I kind of, I really like that concept. So I think if we can really focus in whoever you are, whatever stage you're at, who are going to be those core people that come on that journey with you. Now they, even they can shift in the roles that they have in there, but who are those ones that are going to be sold out for that vision to help you do that? Mm. And then what systems are you going to have in place or need in place to get you to your next level and think a little bit even beyond that next level to that next level after what would you need it to look like for you to be able to do that Mm. and I think that's really important as you're growing as well yeah totally Uh, totally you talked about I want to go back a little bit because you talked about yourself and your clients and this is somewhere where I wanted to go back to earlier and we kind of moved away from it because I think that people get caught thinking of those two things in silos they think of myself first or at at different times they think Mm. about clients and and delivery and how they're delivering to those Um, I know that you and I believe that those two are synergistic and I know that we we don't need to argue that too much Um, what I want to talk about there is you also talked about the old norm and the new norm and I feel Mm. like that it's just like new norm old norm new norm old norm like it's changing but one of the things that I found last year was that a lot of us as business owners and and so many of us had this conversation is that we you know did everything for our clients for the year to make sure they were going okay and we got to the end of the year and we were feeling extremely burnt out which doesn't just help us and it doesn't help our clients because moving into you know we're talking about moving into 2021 that's an issue so what have you personally put into place because that was all, it was almost a habit for all of us, which was very unusual because, you know, I know that, that, you know, you as the nomad CEO, you know, you did a lot of traveling and then all of a sudden you were in isolation, working 24 seven. I was in the same yeah. boat. Not so it, much nomad CEO anymore. Not so much. <laughs> Still CEO, less nomad. Less nomad, exactly. <laughs> but you, you went from you know having a very um a very flexible work schedule Mm. to all of a sudden working a lot and working alone which for all of us did sort of turn into a habit over the year Mm. how were you dealing with that moving into 2021 because I think that's a question that a lot of people are asking it's like well we took time we were feeling burnt out we Mm -hmm. took time off we're really inspired and motivated ready to go again but how do we or how are you I guess making sure that that doesn't happen again in 2021 yeah I think that was one of the biggest drainers to be honest was the fact that I had to be on so much and where you know and and it happened with team where team became scared of what was ahead of them I guess and that uncertain pathway and so there was a lot of reassuring and a lot of we need to know that we're financially sorted as well. So again, restructure in a lot of areas. And, and I think it's reassuring that we can, we can face whatever it is and we've got your back mm. no matter what. And I think going forward, 
I, no matter where you are, if you're the business owner, if you're the client, if you're the partnership, whatever it is, that there is this need to know that all of us have our place and it's okay to take a break when we need to, to refuel in ways that maybe we didn't do it in the past, but we're going to do it now. So if that means that I'm going to work really hard from 5 a.m. in the morning till about 12, 12 o'clock, right? And then I'm going to take the afternoon off and I'm just going to hang with my family or go down the beach or go for walks or whatever it is. And then I might be back on again. And that that becomes okay with whatever that needs to look like for you. Mm. And I think, you know, we need to give ourselves permission to be able mm-hmm. to do that as individuals. We need to do, we give ourselves permission as a collective. So you're in team. And, you know, we've come back into this new year and already with team, I do this with my other team anyway. So it wasn't an issue, but with the other team, you know, we've made it clear if you need time out, we we just want you to take it. Like, just make sure that if you're taking it, it's not affecting something else that's mm. happening in the company. But we want people to become more aware themselves. Like, and I think this is where, you know, when you go from that kid to the growing up, all of a sudden, someone else is making a decision for you. And then you're meant to make these decisions. I think that's not done that well a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of struggle comes into, you know, moving from young, to, you know, child to young person to then adult. We need to do that well in our teams. We need to be able to, and in, in, in the way that we run companies and the culture that we're building in our business, we need to be able to communicate We know that there's going to be challenges. So are we prepared for that? What is that going to look like in our company or our business? And what does it, you know, what is the culture that we're going to create? And how, if you, if you refuel, Sam, what does that refueling look like for you? And, and how can we make sure that you get to have that as part of what you want in, in, not just outside, not just taking time off. And I was really clear on this with our company yesterday. We had um, we had leaders meeting, and we were we were talking about this exact thing. And I was really clear. I don't want you to get excited about taking the time off, and forget that I want you excited your time in here. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important going forward. How do we make it that we're not just meetings and we're not just getting these results? And we're, I think it's things like celebrating wins. Mm-hmm. It's getting connecting. And so that's one of the things we're doing as a company. Just, it's not a meeting. It's meant to be for connection. Like, you know, and reaching out intentionally to client, um, team going, how are you? What's happening in your world? And finding out they just bought a new bike for their daughter or Mm -hmm, son mm -hmm. and and going and celebrating with them, that kind of win, right? Mm. That we often miss because we're so busy in the the busyness. And and I think, you know, it can be so demanding Zoom Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden, hey, can you jump on Zoom? Can we get onto this straight away? Well, I know it's priority for you, but it may not be priority for me or needs to be priority even for the company right now. Mm. So let's let's put that into the schedule. I know that's important, uh, but let's put it in next week. And I think it's putting some of these things in play 
Whereas last year it was sort of like everyone's emergencies mm. became my emergencies. And I think we have to do that better. And I think we have to be really clear on how do we have fun? How do we build something that is that we're enjoying the journey as a culture in our businesses going forward? Yeah. You know, and an example of that is I've said, I really want to see more innovation time. In other words, time with just smart people and or just space in my calendar where I can just be with my pencil, my eraser and my white paper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and or black paper and white pen whichever way <laughs> either way well, either and of way. course and of course there'll be a few posted notes in there of well. course I think that that is so imperative because 2020 we were just kind of scrambling to keep up so it's like we've got to put that stop take a breath and go okay so what needs to be put in place and the word that was coming up for me when you were saying that was boundaries and I know you and I did a live stream yesterday and that came up as well that you know the boundaries that need to be put in place and I think that that a lot of people think that's just, you know, boundaries on, you know, my personal time, but I think there's so many more boundaries that need to be put in place. And, and exactly like you were saying, every single person, it's not just clients, it's yourself, it's team, it's everyone needs to have the boundaries so that we can have this space to breathe, not just for our own health, which is so, so important, because if we're not healthy, we can't function in the best possible way, which we need to do as leaders. It's not just about that, but it's also about having that time to create and to innovate. And when you're busy and when you're in fight or flight, that doesn't happen. So we've done that last year you know, that fight or flight, we need to yes. stop and make sure that we're, they're spending that time to, to percolate on ideas, to be creative, to think about things, to innovate, to collaborate, to take time out for ourselves. And I know um, that sometimes just taking that time out for yourself is collaboration. Yeah, because, exactly. you know, sometimes when you're not feeling, um, you know, like you've got any mojo, just jump on and have an inspiring conversation with someone mm-hmm. else and you have your spring in your step for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I think that exactly what you said, sometimes we think that that taking time out is just going and sitting on our own, but it's not always. Sometimes it's actually the collaboration. It's that those conversations yeah. that go down rabbit holes. And I think that it's not just time out. And I want to be really clear on this because I think it's actually time to refuel. Mm -hmm. right I think that in the past we've gone let's take time off time out and I really believe we need to put into our culture spaces curate spaces in our culture where we are refueling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if that means that you do need to go on vacation with your family for a week go do it fine not a problem that'll refuel but we need to get those spaces in our in our businesses and companies where we are refueling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does that look like as team? How do we refuel as a team? How will we be find it fun to you know? And it might be that as a team to like you just said there, like where it's like we get together and we collaborate. Well, that might look like or the te- leadership team strategizing on future thinking for the company Mm. right that often gets missed or pulled on at the beginning of the year the end of the year if you're lucky and uh and then maybe pull it back out again at the beginning of the year sort of thing you know yeah 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 
but it's it's actually we enjoy that kind of thing absolutely because any leader should have visionary and should have a part of a visionary sort of thing in them and so so we all enjoy that well let's do it as a team as a bigger thing and then other times it might just be then we've done this where we just order pizzas for like our at the time we had quite a lot of filipinos in our team uh you know in one of our companies and and so we just ordered pizzas and we had pizza online and and just enjoyed eating pizza together and Mm. so it's doing those fun things right um might be having drinks Mm. Mm. awesome let's talk about challenges that you foresee coming in the year we've talked about managing our own personal wellness and um i well, what's the word, you know, energy, I guess, motivation, inspiration, all of those things. But from a a business standpoint, what do you think are some of the focuses that, well, what are some of the focuses that you're going to be looking at coming up in 2021? Because in some ways, I think this is going to be harder than last year. Yeah, I agree on that totally. And I think such a good question because we need to be aware of it, be Uh prepared, get prepared. And how do we hit it face on rather than it coming out of the corner and surprising us all yeah I think there's def with definite there's things like the economy the fact that there's been you know some that have thrived some have uh not done so well that widens a gap there and there because of that widened gap that creates issues and consequences that are going to be ongoing mm-hmm. that cannot be just healed up overnight even if we found a vaccine tomorrow that would clean up the whole world it would there would still be this on or residual from what has happened in in the last 12 months kind mm-hmm. of thing you know mm-hmm. so there's definitely the ongoing consequences or challenges on the um, economic side of it I think that there becomes an oversaturation so if you think in the coaching industry um, you know everyone becomes a coach Mm -hmm. everyone's able to coach you because I've done this or that so how do you get above the noise and I think you have to be even wiser you have to be willing to step up and to stand out more and in some area and and figure out what that is that you bring as your genius zone and just shine in it and you've got to shine that light on it mm. i think the other thing is uh consistency i think that in the past because this change things get inconsistent and i think that consistency is actually going to stand out above everything mm-hmm. else as well i think mm-hmm. that it's going to show that you can keep going forward or even if you're not going forward, but keep delivering keep on showing up. and showing up no matter what you face. Mm. And I think that is going to be really important because people will stick to you because they see that you're someone I can keep following yeah. on this journey or, and or feel safe. Or even be a constant because in, yeah. a, in a world that is um, very inconsistent things Correct. change in a second yeah. we're as humans we're we're wired to look for that safety right yes. and if someone's consistently showing up then we're drawn to that because that's a it's a constant it's a, it's almost a safety net so I agree that it always has stood out but I think yeah. even more so this year 
Correct. So another thing is community. I think more than ever, the need for a community that has your back, that's not judgmental, Mm. uh, is so important because we are all making mistakes at times, frustrations, we've got challenges, we've got times where we're winning. We need to know there's a community that is our back that no matter what and will encourage us in the good times and the bad times because because of those variables there's there's just going to be challenges as well as the good times right and i think we need to celebrate the good times and those good times need to be whatever that looks like for you mm. and i think we need to do that even more we need to go you know just anytime someone has even the smallest win and it might not be a win to you, but it's a win to them. Mm. We need to celebrate that. And I think we need to build that up in our culture because in amongst all of the challenges, I think, uh, and it's this whole feeling tired, exhausted kind of thing. We need to know that we're doing it good, even when it doesn't feel like it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a human being that, that keeps us refueling. It keeps us, feeling like, okay, I've got this. I know it's kind of hard to work right now, but I've got this. And so I think there's a lot of that that needs to be built into culture going forward. And the other thing I'm really strong on is transparency. I think because of where the world has been, where it's got so much uncertainty right now, the best thing is to keep being transparent. In other words, if you're learning something new, then then teach from that learning mm-hmm. uh don't get so lost be vulnerable don't mm-hmm. don't don't misunderstand me on this be vulnerable they people need to see you vulnerable but they don't need to see all the crying mess non-stop right yeah, yeah. that's not what i'm talking about but they need to see what you're learning why you're doing this and what that means and then how you take that and move forward as you continue to go forward because mm. that's where the teaching is. So sometimes in the in in some of the ways that we've done it before, that would be that we would stretch and go get excited because this is coming up and this is what's gonna. I think a lot of that has to come back to smaller shifts. Yes. So that you're not leaving everyone behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some will of course be able to jump forward and play at that big big level. But sometimes the bigger level is going to be smaller shifts right now. And so those are the things. And I think in that, there's a lot of people that have held themselves back because they're, you know, I don't have the big fancy funnels, website, technology, insert anything in here that you think that a guru is doing well because of. It's not really that at all. And stop holding yourself back because you don't have those things yet and realize that not everyone is attracted to that anyway and that there are people out there for you somewhere just by sharing from where you are. And I think that because it's almost like time has sped up so much over the Mm. last 12 months that by holding yourself back and trying to get to that place, you'll never get to that place. Yeah. And I think I one other one which from from what you were just saying there I think is really important and that is care less about like what yeah. everyone else is thinking uh-huh. and uh-huh. worry stop spending energy and time and effort and and money in worrying what others are thinking or what you those things that don't really care right and just 
do your stay in your lane do what you're meant to do know what that is and keep moving forward in that and I think if we can do that then this year is very doable but if you start worrying what everyone else is thinking worry about but I'm not turning up like everyone else I'm not looking like everyone else yeah I actually (laughs) I actually found that was my bonus I wasn't looking like everyone else I wasn't sounding and I definitely don't think like anyone else so you know we have to be confident in that and to realize that that's actually now a bonus and we've got a I don't know I see I see so many people caring too much about still and and it it blows me away that people are still so so worried about is my website looking great is you know do I have I got the right funnel have I set up this am I you know got the best lead out there who cares Mm, mm. like seriously like in you know in life when there's people dying across the world who cares? Mm, absolutely. So the biggest, um, I guess, advantage for this year, even though it's always been that, I think it's accelerated, is to just get out there and do it and yeah. do it and, and maybe this year break it down into smaller chunks than you normally would totally. and just get those small things off your plate and just keep moving forward because, God, you learn, you learn so much on, along the way and something that, I learned last year is, you know, you and I are very much into looking at, at, you know, you say, say data or, well, you actually say data, but you know, we, we <laughs> just as minor technicality, you know, we do look back at past patterns, mm. but we're still using those into watching what's happening now. So even if you don't have that, you know, your, your data might be coming from exactly, you know, what you've done in the last 24 hours or 48 hours to be constantly looking at that and constantly tweaking and testing and measuring and changing along the way and not getting caught up thinking that this year is going to happen a certain way. You've got the vision, but I can guarantee that this year for every single one of us is going to go in a different way to what we thought on the 1st of January. But in actual fact, that's okay. Totally okay. And so it's interesting you bring up data because I think it's really important to make data-driven decisions as Mm -hmm. much as possible as well. And part of that is, well, how do you do that if you're thinking more future Mm -hmm. pacing right Mm -hmm. in the pathway ahead and I think that's where lenses come into it that lenses creates a new awareness and from that new awareness we can get gain different data and realize then that we can actually follow different data as well to make our Mm -hmm. decisions and I think that's one way we can we can spread out how we how we condition ourselves or get biases to to making decisions uh, you know, in our businesses or, or companies. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you most excited about in 2021 for you and for Decision Velocity Global? Yeah, thank you. Uh, what am I excited about? There are so many things that we are launching in the next little while. And so I'm really excited about things like that. So a lot of things that I've, I, I don't know, I saw someone uh, 
you know, she's been a client of ours before and um, she said her word for the year was birthing. And I go, I kind of relate to that in the, in the next little while, because lots of things that I've been working on, we are going to be releasing that. So the global training lab, I'm excited about that. That's a lot of partnerships who over the years, I want to build on that and it become the place to go to for learning, for leadership development. So I'm excited because that opens up a door for so much more collaboration, mm. right? And we've already got 20 excited people to come on board as the, the pre-launch for that. And so, and then like, you know, I will get this podcast out that I've got. I've got lots of podcasts that I've been working on with people as well. And so they'll be released throughout time through the year. And, and really that's just to get you know, more of this out to the world so that we can start using different lenses, right? So bring awareness. I'm excited about uh, Voice Advocacy Foundation. We have, you know, we've had some glitches getting it off the off the thing because I'm not from America, but it's an American-based foundation and COVID just sort of hit and put another kibosh onto it because... <laughs> you know, like, wow, how do I access all this, you know, and how does it all work? So we're, and the great thing is we've reestablished with Fiji and everyone's excited about that. And we're just trying to fix up the last little pieces. And uh, we already have some pretty cool things starting to happen there. So, so that's gonna, that's gonna, you know, impact more and bring change in a sustainable way, which is always something that I'm excited about. And then really the partnerships, I think is going to be something that I, I can't wait to be able to bring some of how that's been really easy to bring these relationships together. And then watching them unfold over this next year is going to, you know, some of the I don't know. I guess we're taught a lot about, you know, here's the quick way to get this or uh -huh. get your next lead or your, I, I don't play in that field. I play a lot in sustainability. So long-term mm -hmm. you know, and measurements. And so I, the exciting thing in my life is always just seeing progress forward in some of these initiatives that you know has been a really amazing part of my world and and you know the day I embraced it and said this is how we roll I've never looked back on that and you know because of that it's just keeping on sowing and then now it's watering those seeds and watching them grow right like Absolutely. so there's so much we're doing and so much we're involved in and, you know, I'm excited about the Global Human Intelligence Forum, you know, halfway kind of, I don't even know what month that's in, but one of the months I'm already starting to think, how can we bring that in a different way? So there's a lot of innovative things in amongst just daily doing what everyone else does, getting more leads, making those systems roll, you know getting the awareness out, whatever it is. So, you know, life is going to be busy, but it's a good busy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that my, you know, something that you and I agree on is that 
there's always been a place for connection. There's always mm. been a place for conversations and there's always been a place for collaboration. Yeah. But I know that we both believe that this year is the time to really, really, really embrace that. Yes. Not just for our business, but for us as, as, as well. Because yeah. it's when we connect with new people, it's when we have different conversations and allow ourselves the space to allow the conversation to go wherever it needs to go and to explore what a collaboration could actually look like instead yeah. of putting the the rules or the boundaries around that that's yeah. when really exciting things can happen and i think that after last year that's something that that i feel and i know that you agree that we really need to embrace even more so with this year because totally. that's going to be the the thing that we do have some sort of um what's the word we are able to get an outcome from Yes. in a world where we're not really going to know, you know, we, we understand there's going to be themes or different things that are happening, but we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so we need to connect with more people and collaborate with more people, have more conversations without rules just to allow ourselves to be able to, to create on the fly. Yeah, and, and so one of the initiatives, of course, is Human Connection, which you and I are connecting on. And just I can't, I can't wait to see that unfold this year mm. and how, again, it's another collaborative environment and that's the, kind of the fun thing. Like there is, like there's a basic framework, but that's the power of when you join with other people because it's you and I and some others that are going to, put together this amazing community and you know that's about a community that's going to want to come on a pathway and how that develops will depend a lot of who wants to come on that pathway mm -hmm. with us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the fun thing is that there is some unknowns in it there's some like how do we best support what is it that people are gonna but that's where we ask questions that's where we start opening up you know one of the powerful things about human connection already and I've just had a small little group and it was never built for that it was just I was starting to do it I was because last year was such a restructure year I had to just go, well, we're just doing this. And then I knew we'd open up to you and I and, and further as well. And what is exciting is things like even co-working space. That has been so powerful, just even as a team, like my, my team and I, myself, I'll go jump into co-working space. Okay, what are you working on right now? And then halfway checking in going, so I know you've been working on that. Is there any questions you have? No, great. I'll see you in 45 minutes. But just knowing on the other end, while I'm working on this project, there's other people who have your back. And I think there's something powerful about just creating safe environments. Mm, I agree. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming and chatting Welcome. to me today. It's always a pleasure. I love the questions that you ask and, and that's something that that I want um, you as the listener to take away is to always ask yourself different questions like what what could this look like? What could this be? What could we do in a different way? Because that's definitely how how we all came through in uh, 2020. I really behaved myself today, Sam. I you didn't did, ask, I noticed. <laughs> I, I didn't you ask really you did. lots of questions, which I normally would do because I, I knew that you also wanted some 
future thinking and some other things. So I tried very hard not to. It's it was very difficult actually. Yeah, I was wondering about that halfway through. I was like, wow, this this is not the usual Kiri Marie. Because sometimes <laughs> I know that it's easy for me to ask questions, and sometimes people actually want to know what I'm actually thinking as well. So I thought I would bring it for you. You did. You did. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at samantharileyglobal forward slash checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts and change makers over at samantharileyglobal forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one level at hello at samantharileyglobal. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.